0: What's going on, Trophy Kids? we got an awesome episode for you. It is the college episode, but we're addressing the NBA draft. College basketball season about to start, going over the big games this week and giving out our picks, plus our top 10 in college football. It's a good one. Let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is November 20th. It is the college episode. I am joined by Tim, who, for the first time ever, you are seeing on camera. How are we doing today, sir?
1: We're doing fantastic.
0: It's the big reveal, the the giant reveal. It's
1: the giant uh, <laughs> reveal. Nobody knows who I w- was before this, even though I was retweeting it from my own personal Twitter handle that had my full first name and last name in it and my picture as well. So there was literally no reason for me to be hiding behind a camera. So here I am.
0: <laughs> it's so true. I didn't put it out. I, we don't pressure people here to do what they are, feel comfortable with. Uh, but it is, yeah, that is a good, very good point. Um, we got something to talk about. It's been a sports week. It has been a sports week, and it started yesterday with a, a draft. I said I was talking to one of my buddies. It's my least favorite draft, and the one I care the least amount about. And then I remembered. Oh wait, no, baseball and baseball and hockey both have drafts, and I've never watched a second of them. So <laughs> <laughs> that statement cannot really hold. But <laughs> it is out of the two that I care about, it's definitely lower than the NFL draft for me.
1: That is fair. That is fair. It's one of those for me. It's lower than the NFL draft, which is probably one of the only drafts that I uh, watch as well. I try to watch hockey in hopes that the Red Wings will be good again one day. Um, but that doesn't seem to be on the horizon anytime time necessarily soon. Um, and if I'm being honest with myself, I have no idea who any of the hockey players are anyway. So it really doesn't matter.
0: Never. I follow all that. Like I, I'm aware of it for the Red Sox and the Bruins on Twitter. I follow guys who are paid to be into that type of thing and I'm acting like this is some type of weird sexual thing to they are paid to be into <laughs> t- into this type of thing <laughs> this weird thing called the NHL draft and the MLB draft <laughs> but I don't follow it as much and I don't do basketball cuz I just I can never get excited for, like there are players that you get excited for my Celtics are rarely ever like in the top 3 and outside of like the Zion Williams that come around I rarely get excited for players cuz I'm like it's a 50 50 shot. I feel like on almost every player, if they're going to be good or not, (laughs) that's just with the NBA draft. I feel like it's so much harder to hit on a player in that draft than it is the NFL. Like in the NFL draft, you could change your entire, and you can in the NBA way quicker by landing a draft pick, but I feel like it's easier in the NFL than the NBA. And that's why I don't care as much. Um, But it was an interesting one. I'll say that there's a couple things that jumped off the page for me in the NBA draft.
1: It was very interesting for me as well. Um, And that being because I don't get into the NBA draft very often because I haven't really been into the Pistons at all because they've been the eighth seed in the East and below five hundred making the playoffs for the past five years. So I haven't really paid attention at all to the Pistons.
0: There were two big things that jumped off. First, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to defend this one, James Wiseman pick. I've seen him getting a lot of crap by Golden State. And it definitely doesn't help that uh, Clay Thompson this week or just today Uh, was announced he tore his uh, achilles i think is what they said achilles yeah Yeah. which sucks i feel so bad bad for clay like i feel bad for every player who gets injured but like clay is just like he's a he's a guy who like could easily have gone off to another team and gotten paid enormous money which he does get paid great money obviously but been a star not in steph's kind of shadow and kd's shadow but he's always played his role he seems like a great guy so i feel for him on that but people have been dogging this pick like oh they need another shooter they need another score he doesn't fit in the system am i the only one that realizes that there's a guy named anthony davis in the west that you sort of have to be able to front otherwise you have no shot and even if wiseman sucks offensively he's a big lengthy dude that can protect the rim (laughs)
1: like yeah i mean i think that's why he picked him yeah he's seven foot one with a seven six wingspan or something crazy like that and he's athletic like he's not just a Your your old school seven foot one center, which I'm saying that, and we haven't seen one of those in like ten years now.
0: No. (laughs) Not since like (laughs) Yao. Um But yeah, it was crazy. And like I get the whole like he only played three games type of deal, so you don't know what you're gonna get, but even if he's an offensive bust, even if he can't tie his shoes together correctly. Tie his shoes together, tie his shoes together, or tie geez, I'm tie his shoes. It's been a long day. (laughs) This is the second one we're recording. Um Offensively, he's still like we just said lengthy begging play defense. Like those are things and you need a guy to front if you can't front Anthony Davis, you're not winning the West. I don't care how good of a shooter you are. We saw that this this year. You're just not doing it. So it's a piece they needed because they don't have that. So it makes a hundred percent sense to get him. The pick that made zero sense. I mean, could not believe it. Jaw hit the ground. Patrick Williams to the Chicago Bulls. Bar- Bar- I saw Barch Carl tweet this out and it was a it was a legit question first of all people are idiots his his replies were some of the funniest shit I've seen and the tweet was literally like can anybody name for me a guy who is not a starter who got drafted in the top 5 that wasn't on like Kentucky and Duke and literally his mentions are all guys from like non power five schools that were starters? Like somebody was like Steph Curry, somebody was like Devin Booker. He, and Everybody was like, You idiot. He said specifically Kentucky. Like it's a good question. I can't did remember. started in Kentucky too? Who? De- started Devin it? Booker? Yeah. Yeah, at times he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, dude, his mentions,
1: it's. That all- was when they were doing the platoon thing, right?
0: Yes. So- yeah. <laughs> dude, his mentions, Ridiculous. it was so funny. But it's a good question to pose. I don't think I have ever seen that from like like Florida State is not a loaded Kentucky team. He was the sixth man of the year, but like he wasn't a starter.
1: My my favorite thing about him is that he's a three and D prototypical player who shot like thirty percent from three point (laughs) land last year in college in a shorter three point line. Like he's not a great shooter. So I as a Pistons he can't really call me a Pistons fan, but as a Detroit sports fan, um, I'm thankful that the Bulls took him because there were plenty of rumors swirling around in Detroit that we were trying to trade up to three to pick Patrick Williams because the Bulls wanted him, and I can't, for the life of me, figure out why. I,
0: I can't figure it out. Maybe I'm not a Bas- an NBA expert. I'm going to say that right now, but everything I've heard and everything I've seen, I don't think anybody feels like this is a good pick and maybe he pans out and maybe he's fantastic but at the four spot like i guess if detroit was gonna take him sure i guess you if you really loved him you have to take him but like outside of that i don't feel like anybody was like i don't feel like he was the hottest commodity you could have trade back at that point to probably go grab him later i would assume like it's just insane to me (laughs)
1: It's a wild move, and I don't get why you'd like somebody who can't start on their college team right that high in the draft. Like, coaches have to see something more.
0: I oh, thought like Florida so State
1: good. was amazing.
0: No, or like the Florida deepest State was team. good.
1: Yeah, but it's not like they were really, really good. They were like, like It's a- not like they had. It's not like they had a locked and loaded roster where he couldn't find his way into a starting spot. Like everybody should be able to find their way into a starting spot if they're a top five. NBA draft pick. 100 percent Like we're talking top five NBA draft
0: pick. It's insane. It's They're one of the
1: five best players. That means they should be starting. That's five. There's five.
0: (laughs) That's such a good point. (laughs) I hadn't even thought of it in that context. (laughs) It just came to me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, it's insane because it's he's not on a Kentucky where they're loaded in like every player's draft in the first round. Because there have been those teams, or a loaded Mm -hmm. Duke team, or loaded UNC team from like the past. He was on Florida State, who was a good team, but not loaded like that. It's insane to me that they draft. They are low key. I know the Knicks get just thrashed because of how badly they're managed. The Bulls are low key, like Knicks level mismanaged. They are a dumpster fire of an organization. Like you, you can't say remove MJ, but like if you did remove MJ, like they're a dumpster fire, an absolute dumpster uh, fire.
1: Absolutely, they are. <laughs> there's nothing.
0: It's insane, um, and they're in a,
1: They've handled stuff in the past. It's just insane what they're doing.
0: Yeah, it's it also bad because you know, like their city's awesome. They have money. They have a reputation. They can't land a big free agent. They can't draft. I mean, they got D Rose. They lucked into D Rose, and then unfortunately got unlucky in the fact that he had glass knees because he mm-hmm. would have changed that franchise future around. You could have, you could still stumble and be terrible as a front office, but he would have he the. That year he won the MVP. You're like, holy shit, this kid's gonna be the greatest thing ever.
1: Um, and then they were in the r- running for LeBron that year.
0: Yeah, it like it. They had they like, so they did luck into that, but that's lucked into.
1: <laughs> they don't make. They didn't good. luck into him. He was the number one overall pick, right? I'm saying that the fact that they. That a number one pick. overall
0: pick panned out, yeah. No, no, no. Um, the luck part is because unlike the NFL, if you're the worst team, you get the number one pick. There's a luck element to like winning the lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. like sort of like how Cleveland, even though they were the worst team, they lucked into the fact that they did end up. Oh yeah, the yeah. number they one pick. Lucked
1: into those. Yeah, yeah. yeah right.
0: <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Not lucked in. <laughs> um, same same situation, kid from Chicago. Yeah. All right. Maybe not lucked in's the best word. <laughs> yeah, right. Locked into. Lucked in. <laughs> lucked in. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's weird. Uh, that was a weird pick. I didn't understand that. And then Obi Toppin. Hey, d- hey, Dayton. Still don't have a higher draft pick than Xavier. Just, just gonna throw that out there. I know y'all were talking that ish. Uh, come draft night, tied for highest. Yeah, draft pick. I like that pick eight. though. I like it. He's from New York. I think. I think he gets a bad rap, obviously, because he's the old guy in the room at what twenty two. <laughs> um, but he's got a good body for the N- NFL, the NBA. And, like, I don't want... He's going to be a little bit more sh- mature than the 18, 19-year-olds. Um, I don't think it's crazy to draft a guy who took a little bit longer to develop, but when he did develop, is one of the best players in the country. And one, Unlike Edwards, who I think maybe a little bit too much stock in, isn't the fact of the winning thing, but it's college basketball. Like, you, sh- you actually should be able to win some games, even if your team sucks, if you're an elite player.
1: Yeah, yeah, Edwards is a weird one because he admittedly doesn't really like basketball that much, <laughs> that um, <was> the
0: biggest. <laughs> which Oops. is wild. To yeah, me. can you um, imagine being his agent last night when he said that? And just imagine
1: like- if that kid actually liked basketball. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he'd be amazing. Like where he is right now, yeah. Plus, liking basketball, how much better he would be? That would be insane. Yeah, he doesn't even watch basketball.
0: No, no, and that uh, that is a little concerning. But he's still a freak athlete and great player. But
1: It is slightly concerning, but back to my Pistons real quick. Yes, your um, Pistons here. I loved watching Troy Weaver wheeling and dealing all night last night. It was insane. I don't 100% agree with all of his picks, but the fact that he was out there, had a plan, and was able to make – a bunch of moves to not only take on more cap space uses ta- cap space to to accumulate assets and turn over the roster like it if the Pistons got rid of Blake Griffin who is now our longest tenured player <laughs> the oldest player on the team would be Christian Wood at 25 years old like that's just insane he has just completely looked at this roster and said oof All right. Yikes. Yikes. I got to get out of here. I got to get these guys out of here. So so he's wheeling and dealing. He's making some moves, and we'll see how they pan out. I mean, drafts are like lottery tickets. You got sometimes the proven college players will pan out quickly. Um, Whereas by quickly, I mean like they have instant success and then they kind of tail off. Towards the end. But, I mean, we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah, this was a weird class. I feel like this is the class where, like, every one of these players, not everyone, obviously, but, like, you can make an argument for why they'll be bad and why they'll be good. And it's, like, such a – I feel like it's such a coin flip on so many of them. Before we move on to college basketball and then college football here, one last thing, ball going to Charlotte. That first – I want cameras – And they will be everywhere. That first, except for they can't really be, I was going to say off-camera MJ ball interaction would be, like I want to be a fly on the wall for that first interaction.
1: (laughs) I would love it. I feel like Levar's totally leaning into this because this is his last, his his youngest. mm -hmm. And I could see like a LeVar MJ, like LeVar's like MJ needs to stand next to me. (laughs) <laughs> and then we need to give this kid a standing ovation when he walks in. Like he's going to be your next star. Yeah. And MJ just saying no, no.
0: Nah. It's he's been way quieter. I think he's that's been interesting. I feel like the Ball family has flown a little bit under the radar. And not by under the radar. I mean for like their like when Lonzo was first coming through. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, how much does it suck to be Jello? That's gotta.
1: He's, he got traded the other day. Did he? I didn't he's know like he's like in the he's like in the NBA still. I it had was no wild. idea. I, I, thought saw, he was... I saw he got traded the other day. That's the only reason I know he's still in the NBA. It's <laughs> because he got traded the other day. For what? I don't know. Dude, that's, that's got to
0: suck. Like It's always probably going to suck to be the sibling of like a superstar athlete, but to have two of your brothers, your older and younger brother, both be drafted in the top three and you can barely hang on to a G League spot, that, that's got to suck. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's got to be terrible. That's got to be horrible. Like It brings the definition of a middle son being left out.
0: His middle child syndrome has got to be horrible. Um, Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, All right, college basketball is about to get kicked off here. Next week, Xavier was supposed to have three games. But we're not going to focus specifically on Xavier. College basketball as a whole. Are we nervous about the season? Are we not nervous about the season? Where are we headed into this?
1: I am very worried when I see that DePaul, Creighton, Seton Hall, UConn, Marquette, and Villanova have had to pause for COVID over the past month. Like, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's over half of the Big East.
0: Yeah, it's not great. Um,
1: I'm only talking the Big East, too.
0: Yeah, here's the one benefit college basketball has. They're smaller teams, smaller uh, personnel, and at least in the biggies, because I know Xavier and other schools in the area, they're just sending their kids home for good after Thanksgiving until next semester. So you're essentially creating a bubble on these campuses. So it might be paused on the start. It might be canceled on the start, but you're essentially going to create a bubble on these campuses because nobody but the basketball team and football team, if you have football and other sports, will be there. Essentially.
1: Thank God.
0: Past Thanksgiving.
1: Thank God. <laughs> I I need some college basketball back. It's been so long.
0: I'm excited. Xavier's letting three hundred people into the stadium, which felt odd, but we'll see if that's still a thing given that is Ohio odd. is getting more and more strict. Um I don't even know why risk it at this point. Like screw the money, just like why even bother risking
1: it? <laughs> I don't Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean if it's 300 people and it's students out that enough. are, it, the thing is, like, if it's students that are already on campus, I don't know how Xavier's handling it, though, at all.
0: Well, students are going to be on like, campus, so I think it'll be parents and boosters, is what I would assume it's going to be. Like, parents of players and boosters. Yeah, I guess. High end yeah. boosters.
1: Then they pay enough money. Yeah. So, I
0: don't oh, qualify yeah. for that. I, I decide to opt out of my tickets this year. <laughs> yeah, you don't
1: say Nate. <laughs> no.
0: I don't I don't make those kind of big bucks. Um hopefully one day. Yeah. Support Not yet. yeah, support the cause by subscribing, sharing, liking, and Yeah, just continue to be a fan, I guess. <laughs> Very motivational yes. speech Oh, and reviewing. and reviewing and reviewing. Yeah. And be on notice for a potential merch store dropping. We'll see. It's in the it's in the I'm gonna give a little teaser, it's in the works to see if it's possible. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't really have much else in college basketball. I'm gonna wait. I don't. I don't have a great feel for this season because I just I'm so wrapped up in college football right now in NFL. It's sort of going to the radar. I'm excited to see them back, but I don't have a great feel for the whole outside the Big East how this year is gonna go because I feel like it's a. I might be crazy, but I feel like it's a bit of a down year. Like I don't feel like there's a ton of hype going into this college basketball season, even from the people that I follow that are really in depth into college basketball this year.
1: I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's no like. Th- I'm trying to even think who the top recruit is this year. Yeah, like, and it's not really coming to me.
0: It feels like it's going to be a down year.
1: Yeah, it must be. Is um
0: my initial thought.
1: Yeah, that's my only real initial thought too. I was super. I'm super excited about how Xavier's um, coming. Sh- coming on strong and how their freshmen and their young guys look really good. Apparently according to Twitter. Cause of course we can't watch them.
0: No, that was so dumb. They should have streamed that, um, scrimmage, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be college basketball is probably going to be all the same top tier teams. Um, it, It doesn't really change much year to year. Uh, The Big East should be competitive, um, as always. I think Xavier is in a good spot. It's Travis Steele's prove-it year, I think. He's finally in that, like, you got to prove that you can do the X's and O's. Because he can do the recruiting part. But can you do the X's and O's of the game and put together good game plans and coach in the moment and make good decisions? Because that has lacked from time to time.
1: Yeah. I, I do still have a good strong feeling about Travis. Still, oh I do too. Don't
0: take that as that. I the just right say
1: coach and everything. Yeah, right. But there's been a lot of talk about him not being a great coach, and there had been some at least through Xavier circles. Yes. And it's like um, there's a bunch of Michigan State like basketball. True college basketball fans up at Michigan State up here, and they're hoping that when Tom Izzo retires, that Travis Steele is still available. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. easy, <laughs> <laughs> easy there, buddy. <laughs> Hold
0: your horses, Rain that band in. He yeah. is, and I always get tripped because we're a small school. I always get fooled into like, no, they're going to stay. I did think Chris Mack would stay; he'd be a lifer. I, I thought he was a lifer. That's I, what hurt me the most. Yeah, there. that was. I'm still, and he left the cupboard not bare, but
1: pretty oh, bear. it was
0: pretty, pretty bare.
1: He, he he didn't quite pull a Mark D'Antonio, but he kind of did. Yeah.
0: V- yeah, very similar. Um, it is one of those things with Travis Steele. I like Travis Steele a lot. I think he might be another guy that will be close. I think it will take a big, big program offering him big, big money. In the right timing to get him away. Cause he does give the feeling of like, he's been very open about, he wants, he wants to make Xavier a national championship contender. And so I mm-hmm. think when you get those guys that have that strong and some of it's bullshit, obviously, because everybody says that, but I, I do think, I think he loves Cincinnati. I think he, he's had up. He definitely had opportunities to leave oh, yeah. and didn't. And so, yeah, I think he's found a home here and Xavier's a we're a I, phenomenal middle road, not middle road, but like uh, just under elite program.
1: Yeah, I think it would have to be a very top uh, program like a Michigan State or an IU that would have to come calling. Are we considering even. IU a,
0: a top program nowadays? Is that is that a thing? Only because
1: doing? he's from Indiana. Oh, only because point. he's yeah, from yeah, yeah, Indiana. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was going to say, are, we, same are thing we still? With, same yeah. thing
1: with Mac leaving for Louisville when their program was in shambles. I mean, yeah. that's the only reason I said Indiana is because of that. Yeah,
0: that's um, fine. <laughs> I was like, are we considering also, Indiana National Program?
1: No, no, no. They're not great. Um, <laughs> and so with that being said, with Travis Dillon and Chris Mack, I remember having a bunch of struggles with Chris Mack, thinking, is he a good coach? Is he not great? And when he was rumored with the Georgia Tech job back in the day, I think even before the Big East was formed, and we were like, yeah. you know, it might not be the worst parting of ways to, to let Chris Mack move on. In my head, boy, was I wrong.
0: Oh, um, yeah. I'm with you. I thought the same thing. I was right there with you.
1: The entire Big East, and I think I think Travis Steele could have that in this class with CJ Wilcher and um, Dewan Odom. I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, and that's what I'm looking for.
0: I agree, and I, I think that's why I'm saying it's a it's sort of the proof. It. He doesn't have to doesn't have to do anything crazy. It's just there has to be a a, a jump of like all right, you've got your guys. Are we seeing? progress like is Kiki still progressing is is the whole team is Fremantle progressing like do they look better and not as sluggish or as kind of I don't have a great word. Stuffy. Are, our guys stuff. get, are,
1: are guys getting better or are they do they have one head in the one foot in the NBA? Like that's what it's always seemed yeah. like for the past two years. It seemed like ever since Scrub, not not necessarily Scruggs, but ever since Najee started testing the waters of the NBA, there would be some games where he seemed like he had his head in the NBA. Oh, 100%. Um so
0: Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's gonna be good. I can't wait. College basketball is also the most infuriating sport to bet on because when you're betting on <laughs> 18 to 19 year old kids in co- college basketball. It is, it is one of the most infuriating. Pull your hairs out. Like I love the tournament, but my god, have I have I lost some hair follicles to the to the tournament? Luckily, I got a nice thick head of hair that I'm not showing off. Not as thick as Tim's, but a nice set of hair. Yeah. Still,
1: yeah, you know. All right, let's like get to some. on as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's get to some football games. I still haven't showered yet today. It's been one of those. Uh, been one of those what, days. The hat hair and be. the bad head is. It is rough. And I
1: and I just always wear a hat. It has nothing to do <laughs> with true. The, uh...
0: <laughs> Hats and boots since the time we were in college. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to the slate of games. I don't like this slate of games from a betting perspective, but I love this slate of games from a watching perspective. I think this is a prove-it week for so many teams, a find-out-who-you-are, what are your holes, what are your problems, what direction are you headed, for so many teams. Um, and what do I mean by that? We're going to start right off the bat with the biggest game early, I think, probably. Well, maybe not the biggest game, but an important game from a watching perspective. Indiana-Ohio State. Line is at 20.5 for Ohio State. Over-under is at 67. I hate big lines like this. And I don't think Indiana's going to win here. I'm not calling my shot. I'm not Babe Ruthing this, saying Indiana is going to win. But I said, we both, I think we're in agreement on this when the Big Ten opened up. Tom Allen had quietly built himself a hell of a program. They have Everybody's now talking about them. Everybody's now in the Indiana bandwagon. Not so much for winning this game, but as far as like Tom Allen's great. This is a good, solid program. They're probably they're not the ninth best team in the country that that's overinflated right now. But by prove it, I'm here thinking Ohio State's gonna win this game. Tom Allen and this team it is an emotion team. They run high on emotions. This will be an emotional game. They're gonna be fired up for it. Is Ohio's defense suspect or can they play on an elite level that's going to get them to a potential national championship? That's what I mean by prove it here. Because I think Indiana holds, holds strong here and covers the 20. I don't think they win, but I do think they give... I think they're a better version of Bra- Nebraska, who gave, Nebraska or who gave that Ohio State defense until Martinez started to get banged up some trouble. And I think we're going to see Ohio State's defense get exposed a little bit for not being able to hold their own water for this team and going to be the ultimate kind of Achilles heel. If this team is going to make a push for the national championship, but we're going to see here, this is the proving game. Are you good enough to win a national championship? Is your defense good enough? Cause the offense is going to light it up.
1: Yeah, this is, this is the ultimate. I think th- this definitely has to be the game of the, the game of the night. Um, there's a game of the day. There's it's not noon, really yeah. much <laughs> else on there. Um, and the thing that gives me pause is Ohio State being favored by 20. And by pause, I mean, like, that indicates to me that Ohio State could just blow the doors open on this game. And that's <laughs> very possible, very likely, the way that I would lean as well. Um, and But I haven't watched Ohio State enough to know because they had their one game canceled and – They haven't really been playing anybody. This is like their only game of the year until they get to the Big Ten championship game. And that's really good as long as it's like a solid Wisconsin team that's around right now um, in order to give them a fight. But this is really their only real test of the season.
0: Yeah, I agree. And like I look at it and I go, okay, you know, Penn State put up 25 on them, Rutgers put up 27 on them. Like it's. Indiana is a better offense than Rutgers. Penn State has been able to move the ball, but they are incredibly sloppy, don't execute at a high level, turn over the ball, things like that. Indiana is bad defensively, comparatively here. But I do think... I wish we had gotten the Maryland game the week before because that... I would have loved to see what Tua could have done. It would have given us a much better game. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, they're not the same person Nate one's in the NFL
0: I know and they don't even look the same on the field because he's no. so much skinnier um, 2, 2.0 no that's not fair <laughs> but it would have been interesting to see there I I it is a if you don't have the stones to do it for Indi- Indiana by all means don't do it it is a line that does suggest it's either going to be close and by close I mean within two scores Or they're going to blow the barn doors off them. And I lean more towards it's going to be close because I don't... Ohio State lost a lot of guys on defense, and I don't know if they've replaced them. And I would rather bet on that than bet on they have. Especially the way Tom Allen has got this Indiana team going. But it's a very risky proposition because it is... It's going to be two scores or it's going to be by 30.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely have to see here because this is the game that I have circled.
0: It's the game. It's the game of the week. In
1: Sharpie on my calendar because it's the only game on Ohio State's schedule. So if they can't get up for this game, then, I mean, we're going to have to start talking about different teams in the the college football playoffs.
0: 100% agree. It's the prove-it game. Um, Another game I mean by... Kind of prove it game right off the bat. UC, UCF. The line's at six. UC's favored over under 63.5. This is a prove it game. This is a are you the best non power five conference team since the playoff era has begun? That's what this game is to me. Because if they don't beat the brakes off UC and by or uh, UC, UCF. Yeah. And by breaks, I mean, I think two touchdowns. I'm not going to say breaks. I think they have to win by at least two touchdowns. I think it's going to be really hard. There's one scenario where they definitely get in undefeated. But I think outside of that, it's going to be really hard to convince voters to say, yeah, we put you in the playoffs. When they have been destroying teams. They beat a ranked SMU. They beat a uh, Houston handily. But UCF is definitely the most dangerous offensively. Can your defense shut them down and can your offense perform?
1: Yeah, this is definitely a will you see. Do you know if they're having fans, like how many fans they're having in this game, I guess you should say, because it is in Florida? I, I mean, don't know. I'm I... trying to come up with reasons why this line opened up at three and a half and then got bet up to six.
0: Yeah, I got it. I jumped out it at five. I think it's based purely on the idea that that offense for UCF is extremely potent. And okay. there's this idea that the UC defense hasn't been tested. I disagree with that because Houston puts up a ton of points. Now, they're not UCF's offense, but they put up a ton of points. So does SMU.
1: I was going to say, SMU has Sh- Shane Bouchelle on their team.
0: Yeah, and UC absolutely put them into a chokehold and just choked them out because they were yeah. utterly dominant against those teams. Um, so I don't really know. But even without fans, I just think it's a spot that UC knows that they have to... they got They got to dominate them um, in all aspects of the game, and I think they're going to do it because they are... I have them on my card this week. I think I said it at the beginning of the season. I said it before most people. I have them as the future bet to win their conference, and I said they are going to make the push for the playoffs, and they're going to make it hard to not put them in if there's a scenario where they can be in an opening. and I think the only way we get there is if Notre Dame Beats Clemson again in the ACC championship, and the rest of the conference's winners are undefeated. I think that's probably the only way they get in.
1: Which is uh, the-, the other one is if OSU has their random hiccup game that they always have,
0: and Wisconsin is not undefeated at the end. Because if Wisconsin's defeated at the end and they win the Big Ten and they beat Ohio State, I don't that's- know how you don't put them in.
1: I would agree. It's hard. I didn't, I didn't want to think of that because I want, <laughs> I do want to see a non-power five team. I do get too. In. As long as that non-power five team, I feel like can compete. And that's how I feel about UC right now. Cause I turned them on for the Houston game to like sit down and physically watch them. And I couldn't cause I was bored. They just choked them out. Like Dominate. it was over yeah. before it even started. So I had to turn it off. It's like, Oh, let's go to the next game. They are.
0: They're a phenomenal football team. Um, and I think this year is the strongest case, and you could make it. I wish they could just change it midseason and be like, "Fuck it, we're doing six teams." Um, I do think there's a big drop off from the top six to the top eight. I think those two. There's a big drop off in college football. I think there's a big drop off between the top two teams most years. I um,
1: like I don't think I don't see the the drop off to eight. Maybe not this year, but most
0: year. I mean, we get the fourteen playoffs. Most playoff years, yeah. In I mean, one even two last
1: pe- year, we were struggling to get the third, uh, the fourth team in. Yeah, like, like that's how we ended up with Oklahoma last year. <laughs> oh my god! I know,
0: I always forget that. Um, <laughs> the fact that they continue to just put Oklahoma in, knowing who Oklahoma is, is just. But they, there wasn't really another choice. Um, there was nobody else. Yeah. yeah, there was no viable choice. And this year, there are viable. BYU is a very good football team, and there is that argument. I get that argument. Like the dudes that are on BYU and you, you. You see, when you put them up against the dudes against Alabama, they're different. They're different guys. But football is still a sport. It's not like basketball mm-hmm. where anybody can win and there can be true madness. But it is a sport where if even the top team just stutters a little bit, and that UC team in this example, who's good enough, is on their A game 100%, they can win. They can. And we saw that with Boise State yeah. way back when, when <clears throat> uh, bowl games still meant something.
1: So They also played against Oklahoma.
0: They did, but that was a different Oklahoma team too. Like it was, it was <laughs> impressive. Like we've seen it happen. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is the best argument in the playoff era for sure, and probably my lifetime for a non-power five to beat I, a power five team.
1: I would agree. Even even the UCF teams, I didn't have the same feeling that no that I do about UC.
0: They are so good, and it's a different level. Um, but they're on my card. I like them here. I like the I, I still like him at six just as much as I liked him at five. I think if he gets above a touchdown, if you're getting him at seven, I, I think you back away from it and you just watch the game in enjoyment, or maybe you go the other way, because I do think it'll be... Once again, I think you see we will beat the brakes off them, but it's a little bit more of a... That's what they have to do as opposed mm-hmm. to what they will do. Yep. Um, my computer's messing up left and right, but um, another, another kind of prove-it game to me. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And it's not so much a playoff, prove-it game to the fact of national implications. But it's a prove-it game. Is Oklahoma State's defense as good as they think they are? And can their offense hang around with a team that can put up points? I know Oklahoma's banged up, but can they, they hang around it? I don't think they can. Like, Hubbard's banged up. He's playing, but he's banged up. They've been really bad. Like, they don't look good offensively. Like, they put up points, but they don't look good doing it. And I think the defense is very good, but it's, it's bedlam. So yeah. have we ever seen a game where a defense hangs around for the full four quarters in bedlam? I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. No. These are like 80 point game
1: totals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess this is the game of the night, but like, I don't.
0: Which, by the way, over under is at
1: 59.5.
0: The spread's at seven, which does feel big for the spread, but over, over under is at 59.5.
1: That seems low.
0: It does, and it's because of very Oklahoma, low. That's because of Oklahoma State's defense is so good, and the offense isn't as as great. But I don't know. I can't. I can't justify taking an under on this game
1: ever. I would never be able to take an under, <laughs> under on never. this game in Bedlam. It'd be like taking an under in the Oklahoma Texas game. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing? What? Why? Why? Wasn't uh, that the one that was the bad beat earlier in the year too? That was uh, like. Was that the one that went into overtime? Am I thinking about the right game? God, that it was like so a ridiculously high over and that feels like a year ago now already
0: well there was the tech um,
1: liberty game Wasn't that, the that long... was over and no, went no. to not overtime but the no, no 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 it was earlier this year this one and yeah four over four yeah. overtimes yes they were they were gonna hit the under and then it went into four overtimes right, and yeah, it yeah. smashed the over and it almost it, it was close to 100 it was 98 points
0: yeah I can't in good conscience not take an over here. I might take Oklahoma at 7 because I just –
1: You talked me into it, Nate. I just want the over in this game. That's all I care about.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to take the over. I'm going to stay away. I might tweet it. We'll see. We'll see. Um,
1: I only want the over simply because I don't really care too much about this game.
0: Oh, it's Bedlam, so I'm going to watch it, but I – I don't know. I my gut's saying Oklahoma, but I don't I don't know yet. I might tweet it out. We'll see. Um, Wisconsin Northwestern, another prove it game here. That line, is the one that I'm interested in. Line well. is at seven and a half right now. Wisconsin is obviously favored. Where are you on this game?
1: That seems huge to me because I feel like Northwestern's been playing really well. They have. Um, been. But I also feel like Wisconsin has just put everything together because they're not like they're they don't feel like your typical Wisconsin team anymore, at all. That's and that scares me.
0: That's the point I have
1: here. That scares me is trying to get Ohio State into the playoffs too. It's like Wisconsin, if they open it up, they're going to be opening it up and throwing all over people and scoring a ton, and then they have their defense that they've always had.
0: That that's the point that I keep coming back to when I think about this game like initially when I saw that line I was like ooh that feels that feels big for Northwestern Wisconsin which is generally pretty, pretty close games um, mm-hmm. at Northwestern too they're playing good football but where's the hole in Wisconsin right now I know they haven't played like great teams but like most of college football you're not playing great teams you have like Two or three weekends, if you're in a good conference like the Big Ten, where you might play in a, like a top level, top tier team, and that's just not the case this year. But like, where's the hole? I mean, they're dominating on all phases of the ball. Their offensive line is a Wisconsin offensive line. It's very good. Sure, they don't have a um, like a Melvin Gordon or a Jonathan Taylor at running back, but the running game's still very good. And they got the big ugly, big uglies up front, dominating the line of scrimmage. And they got their beauty in Graham Martz, who is a quarterback. Like. Wisconsin has a quarterback this year. They have a quarterback. Something
1: I've never seen. That
0: Yeah, that is a thing. I mean, they had
1: Russell Wilson, but since yeah, then. Yeah, since Russell no.
0: Wilson, it hasn't been a thing. And the defense, Jim Leonard's doing what he does. He's been doing the last couple of years. He's taking guys who didn't make the Alabama rosters or the Georgia rosters from defense. They weren't re- heavily recruited generally. And he's, they're fast. They're ferocious. I think they're one of the highest scoring defenses in the country right now in college football. And once again, point out the hole there. Where have they been bad? They haven't, they've, they're in the right position. Like, yeah, they haven't played great teams, but when you looked at the Michigan game, they were locking down wide receivers. They were constantly in position to make plays. Like, they're just a very, they're college football teams, especially Wisconsin Northwestern, they stayed the same year to year. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, if a team can add, like, when we're talking about quality football teams that just are consistently qual- quality but can't break the mold, it's usually because of, like, one hiccup. They can't get, you know, you look at Oklahoma, they can't play defense. Or you look at Wisconsin, they can't play – they don't have a quarterback since Russ. They have that quarterback now. I don't see what stops them in this game. I don't see why they don't blow Northwestern out. And by blowout, I mean like more than 10 points. I don't see why they don't cover, I should say.
1: Yeah, I guess this is tough because this is literally the only game that they have to get up for all year too. I mean, yeah. they don't play anybody left. Like, Well, they do play Indiana, so – Never mind. They do have two games.
0: I think they're going to crush Indiana because matchup-wise, I don't think Indiana's got the bodies to do it physically, but we'll see. I, it's just... Yeah,
1: it's weird seeing a different Wisconsin team and having to have my brain adjust. I feel like it would be very different if this was one of those weird Northwestern games. This is at 12 o'clock at, at, right at noon East Coast time and right at <laughs> 11 o'clock Central time and, like, n- All the players are still, like, half asleep when they're going through the game, and it's just a mess. But now they have Graham Mertz back there, which is crazy to say as a – what is he, a redshirt freshman? And he is just slinging the ball all over the field.
0: Yeah, he's incredible. And this is a prove-it game. Like, it's a prove-it game in the mind of, is Wisconsin as dominant as I think they are, or as the nation thinks they are? And I think they are. I think they're going to beat the piss out of Northwestern. Maybe I'm super wrong on that. But I just – I don't see – they're doing what you want good teams to do. Like we were used to in the BCS era where they just beat up on bad teams, and they're just beating up on bad teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I love that game. I've got Wisconsin on my card there. Um, I was trying to think. There was one other game where I was like, ooh, I like that game, uh, before we just read off our cards.
1: Oh, Penn State, Are we Iowa. Are going into our top ten?
0: Yeah, I'm going to give out my bets and then top ten. Okay. but Iowa, Penn State. This game is a prove-it to me, and the fact is, is Penn State in a true free fall where they might not win a game this year? And is Iowa low-key dangerous? I'm not saying good. I'm saying dangerous Mm. because Penn State has, for how bad as they are, they do move the ball offensively. They don't play much defense right now, but they do move the ball offensively. And Iowa got lost to Purdue by four, and they lost to Northwestern by one, but then they beat the Brakes off Michigan State, sorry, and they beat the Brakes off oh, Minnesota, sure and so our, and that's what you're supposed to do, and they looked good in those games. It's bad teams, mm. but do they become dangerous? And by dangerous, what I mean is they have Wisconsin to wrap up the season.
1: It's easy to look good when you're getting the ball on your own 35-yard line every time to start a drive. That I is mean,
0: not untrue, but can they... <laughs> How do they perform against a team that, while they are not executing at a high level and they're turning over the ball, that can move the ball, though, offensively? Like, Penn State's putting up 25 points a game. They have, they're averaging 437 yards on offense. Like, they're moving the ball. So how do they look defensively for when they play at Wisconsin, and do they be, potentially become – because that, if that's the last game of the season and Wisconsin's undefeated and they've got Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship the following week – do they potentially overlook Iowa?
1: Are they looking ahead? Yes. I don't know. And
0: that's why this game's a prove it to game to me for down the line. Mm. My gambling brain's thinking, all right, I got to get eyes on Iowa and just see how they perform against a team that has talent but is just not executing well. And how do they look? And do they have the potential to be a scare down the road?
1: Well, I like your analysis, Nate, because this game was not on my radar at all. <laughs> I didn't even have a thought or a, not even. Not even a part of me wanted to watch this game. Dude, I can make
0: this argument but for now so I many games this week of just like my gambling brain is lighting up, not so much from a betting because I don't like a lot to take, but there's so many games where I'm just looking at it I'm like, oh, I got to watch this game and get eyeballs on it for down the line to potentially bet because it's just like matchups, teams that don't stylistically are going to take advantage of something here. Um, why,
1: why is LSU favored against Arkansas?
0: No idea. Could not tell you. Literally no idea. I saw that line earlier this week, and I have no clue. I'm not betting it because I have no idea why, but I couldn't figure it out. They're starting a true freshman, I believe, this week in
1: LSU. I know I tried to avoid the trap last week, and um, you jumped right into it and but, were able to escape it, but this feels like a trap.
0: <laughs> it does. I mean, I guess the idea is Arkansas has got some fight to them, but... I don't know. And I get everything that's going on, the turmoil that's going on down at LSU. You mean
1: LSU has some fight to them?
0: LSU does. Arkansas has got some fight to them. But LSU's got a lot of turmoil going on in their program from some really just bad, bad shit um, with sexual assaults and just a culture that seems to be permissive down there. Um, And so maybe that's playing into it. Also, I think the true freshman's getting the start for LSU this week. I believe... And that's always tough, even in the S, like in the SC, even in the SEC, in the SEC, even against an Arkansas, it's tough to get your first kind of start. I believe that's why, but don't quote me on that. I could be way off, but I believe that's
1: it. No, I was wondering why LSU is favored. I feel like Arkansas should be favored in this game.
0: Oh, I thought you. Were and you're listing the other one. you're you're yeah. listing
1: reasons why I should be worried about.
0: Yeah, sorry. Why that's LSU why I,
1: might lose the game?
0: Yeah, reverse everything I'm, I said there. <laughs>
1: And I just was going to say, you're giving, you're giving reasons to be worried about LSU, and I just said Arkansas should be winning this game, right?
0: Yeah, I would be worried about LSU. Arkansas, I think, should win that game. Maybe. I don't know. My brain's broken right now.
1: Okay. <laughs> Alright. Bra- brain's broken. <laughs> Moving on.
0: I haven't eaten dinner yet. My brain's fucking broken. I'm working off like four hours of sleep here. Um, Alright. Here's what I got so far on my card. I'm going to add to it later, but I have got over in Bedlam, Indiana plus 20.5, UC minus 6, Iowa minus 2, Wisconsin minus 7, and that's it for right now. But I'm going to add to it. That's all I have. Perfect.
1: <laughs> well, we'll be honest here. We're all here for Nate's picks anyways and not mine. Mine aren't that great. Anyways, so I'm just going to watch the three games that I really want to watch this week, and we'll go from there. It's been see a- if I have some picks next week.
0: It's been a pretty... Not a terrible betting year right now. I'm like right at sixty percent. I'm or forty nine and thirty two in two pushes in college football. In NFL, I'm fifty three, 53-43 and three pushes in college football or in NFL. I'm a hundred and two and sixty six on the year with four pushes. It's not. It's about a sixty one percent win percentage right now. It's it's going it's going that's well. Making here. money. Yeah, that's and making that's making money. That's last a lot of games. Yeah, we're making money here. Um, as long as you're managing your bankroll well. All right. Let's finish this bad boy up. We have got top tens. Mm-hmm. I have started each week. Would you like to start this week? Or would you like me to go and give my top ten as I see it? Not much has changed from last week, really.
1: But Are we starting from ten or are we starting from one?
0: Let's start from one.
1: All right, I'll let you go first. You have better analysis than I do anyways. <laughs> I just kind of shoot from the hip. It's <laughs> kind of what I'm feeling.
0: Don't sell yourself short there. It's very <laughs> solid. Um, all right, I got Alabama one. That doesn't mm-hmm. change. I, I'm keeping them there. Notre Dame two, no change mm-hmm. there. I've got them there. Ohio State's three. Once again, no change there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, this is the prove-it week. They might slip to four, depending on how that defense plays. Clemson, I've still got it f- at four. I'm very excited to see what they look like, but they're very banged up on defense, and they're getting Trevor Lawrence back this week, so they're still at four. U.C. still at five. My big material change is six. I had Florida, and I believe Florida is at this point playing better football, but I realized how stupid it was for me not to have Texas A&M ahead of them, given they beat Texas A&M, but I still think Florida, if they rematch today, Florida's the better football team. They're starting to figure it out on defense. Um, and their offense, I mean, Trask is amazing. He, he, I, I still have Zach, like Zach Wilson's my favorite for the Heisman. I love the like underdog story at BYU, but I don't, there's just such a strong argument right now for what he's done down in Florida. Um, and is absolutely killing
1: it. So Kyle Trask has scored four touchdowns in every single game this year, except incredible. for the two that he scored six in. And he had pits out last week.
0: The best player on the field was out. That tight end
1: absolutely crazy, it's insane. I see Zach Wilson being up there,
0: but I, yeah, but I trial,
1: Kyle Trask has to be there too.
0: It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, ha, it's yeah. insane. Ha, and I think at this point, he's probably the front runner. Like, if you put a gun mm-hmm. to my head, I'd probably have to be like, Yeah, you got to give it to him at this point. We see, you know, Trevor Lawrence has got a long way to prove he's getting back into Justin Fields. We'll see what he does. You know, you got Mark Jones down at Alabama, you've got Matt. Mac Jones, sorry, Mark. Jeez. Mac, we know I'm terrible with names. Down in Alabama is playing really well. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll see. I mean, there's guys littered throughout the country, but it is it's crazy. But I can't I can't legitimately I can't do Texas AM dirty like that even though I do believe Florida is the better team at this moment. I do have to put them ahead of them because they did beat them in the head to head. So, 6 is Texas AM, 7 is Florida, 8 is BYU, 9 is Wisconsin. And 10 is Oregon. Oregon has now slipped into the top 10. I've seen enough to say, once again, I said it last week, I think you're lazy if you go with they don't play defense because they do play defense. The defense looks Mm -hmm. really good. The corners look good too, which is important. The offense I'd like to see a little bit more out of, but they're a good football team, I think. I mean, they're eventually going to lose and eat themselves, as the snake always does in Pac-12. But they're a good football team. They just are.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep, I don't disagree with that. So a couple but, changes. Uh, we disagree. pretty much have the exact same top 10 except for 6, 7, and 8. I mean, those things, I do also think they're a coin flip as well. I have BYU ahead of A&M in Florida just because they're undefeated right now. Yeah. Um, and then I also have Florida ahead of a and I had it the other way last week, but I think Florida's playing lights out right now. Um, and you saw how A&M plays against Alabama. So... You haven't really seen that from – who did Florida lose to? a and yeah. So you haven't really seen that from Florida yet. Um, so a- I think Florida would give – the, the thing that I struggle with is at the end of the year, if you had to choose, if Florida and a and were in the, that last spot, if they were both in that five and six spot and one of the top four lost – who would you put in? You almost have to put in Florida simply because of how a looked against Alabama. And if Alabama's still in that top four, you don't want to set up a matchup of Alabama and A&M again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Texas A&M fans are going to hate you because they won the head-to-head. But I agree wholeheartedly I mean, with your you assessment. Your assessment's yeah, not
1: wrong. It's, it's right. It's just eyes. <laughs> yeah, like, it is right. I mean, yeah. you, you'd say the same. You, the same thing would happen with Florida fans, though, too. Yeah. Like they would say we're playing so much better, you have to give the eye test. College football fans are delusional. I'm delusional. I thought <laughs> Michigan State had a chance against I know, Indiana I last week. Tried mm. to tell you. I, I
0: can be delusional. I, I benefit from not having a college football team, so I try to try to see the field for as best I can. But I get delusional about things. But I'm the guy who says you gotta put in I would want UC or BYU ahead of both of them. I want BYU needs to schedule
1: somebody. Uh, BYU would be tough. BYU's I wouldn't tough. feel as comfortable putting BYU into the college football playoffs this Somebody year.
0: Somebody needs to schedule BYU when they're off here if they get a postponement and just let them play because it's they deserve a shot to at least be in the
1: conversation. Um, Who would they even be allowed to play, though? I don't know. I know like BYU would schedule anybody, but I know none of the Big Ten... I are allowed don't know how to schedule them just because we laughed in Nebraska's face. I feel like if we didn't laugh in Nebraska's face, it would have been a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. You, do, you um, your, yourselves a
0: did. Yourself. whole a little bit.
1: <laughs> and I think we were kind of like, Oh, Oh crap. With, uh, with Ohio state sitting on the sidelines last week. Like, Oh shit. We should have had them schedule somebody, but, um, it is what it is. Yeah. So, I think like
0: maybe, I don't think Oregon would do it cause it's too much of a risk, but like a PAC 12 team probably would. Um,
1: I don't think it would be a risk for Oregon. I think Oregon has to beat somebody outside of the Pac-12 in that's order to make it into the college football playoff. It's not like it's not like they they don't really... That'd as be, sad as it is, UC almost has the same chance as Oregon does to make it to the college oh, football hundred, playoff, I just because of the better. sample size. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's why Oregon's chances would increase exponentially if they beat BYU, as yeah. far as making it to the college football playoff, and so would BYU's.
0: That's a good point. I actually, that's 100%. It would be mutually beneficial to both of them. If somebody has to cancel an Oregon because of COVID, but they don't have COVID issues, they should figure out a way. I don't care if the rules say they can't. Just break them for this year. It's a weird year. Just wave them, Pac-12 commissioner, and let them play. It would be mutually beneficial to both of them because whoever wins that game is now a legitimate conversation for if Notre Dame beats Clemson in the ACC championship or Ohio State and Wisconsin somehow bomb out all of a sudden, which I don't think is going to happen, but who knows? Maybe. Maybe they both lose a game and then, you know, Ohio State loses in the championship for the Big Ten or something. Something crazy happens. Um, I think that that puts them into the conversation. I still don't think they get in as long as is undefeated, but um, it at least makes them way more in the conversation um, right now. Which is a good point. Yeah. All right. That's all I sort of got. You got anything else before we wrap this bad boy up?
1: That's all I got as well.
0: It's going to be a good weekend. Be safe out there. Things are getting crazy before the holidays. And uh, as always,
1: peace. Peace.